everybody. Welcome back to Contest Prep University. Joe Klimzeski with Adam Atkinson, episode three in our series on what not to do in prep. And I want to turn a little bit toward the training side before we get too deep in the series, Adam. And this is going to be on just failing to recover. And I've recently been going through Brad Schoenfeld's textbook, an updated version of his hypertrophy textbook on exercise science. And it's it's really fun to go through dozens and dozens and dozens of specific studies on just one element of training, something like frequency, like taking the exact same amount of, of load, reps, volume, et cetera. But if you train that over two days versus six days, and this is a little bit of a pet peeve, so you'll probably have heard me say this before, but in one particular study I reviewed in his textbook, doing the same overall volume, but in two workouts, so you did you know, all, all that work in two versus six, the people who did it in two days, so it was a longer, harder, diving more deeply into the work workout, they actually had better results, significantly more hypertrophy because they were getting more work done in one spot and then having time to recover. Another study showed that people who trained three times a week versus six times a week actually had better results, again, because of recovery. And yet I can't get my clients often to want to do that. They want six-day protocols, seven-day protocols. Can I train twice a day, You know, seven days a week? And it's like, man, it is a really tough sell. But especially when you're in a calorie deficit, if you are failing to recover, it's going to be a tough, tough prep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I find a lot of people are taking their off-season training load really deep into their prep. And, and that's one of the biggest mistakes I'm seeing people make right now is they're not taking advantage of recovery when you need it even more than you did in the off season, they were probably training too much in the off season. And now they're bringing it into their competition phases, the deep competition phases. And it's just, you know, a lot of them end up not being as lean as they could be. Mm -hmm. so, even down to things like the quality of reps in your recovery, a client of mine sent me some video clips of, of training segments and he was doing rows, simple machine chest supported rows. And by the time he got to around the 15th rep, you saw his inability to retract the scapula. So now rhomboids, middle traps, lats were no longer contracting and it was basically just biceps and delts. Pretty soon, rear delts were failing, and it was almost all arm work. And like you know, obviously, we need to go into some failure, some points. But what if you stopped when that quality of motion was pretty much ended, and then you saved that energy for another couple sets, either a little bit heavier or extended? And some of these things that, when you look at the mechanical application of training stimulus versus the hormonal and, and other forms. Uh, we we just we just love training too much, and I know I do. Like you, you want to be in the gym doing those things, and that's not often, especially as I said, in a calorie deficit, what you need most. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, another consideration is age of the client. There is especially women going through menopause. I, I see it all the time where they're training seven days a week, and. The reason I have my women put their age on their intake form is not so I know what age category to put them in. It's how much volume they're going to do because if they're getting hot flashes, their sleep quality is already 
pretty rough. So recovery is already going to be taking a hit. You know, the other side of that coin is when you are an advanced lifter, you actually need more training stimulus. But again, it's, that may not have anything to do with age. You could be an advanced lifter and be 28 years old. But uh, so I, I totally get your point that that age and recovery is a factor. But at the same time, if you do have to get more training stimulus into a single session to get what most people would simply because you are an advanced lifter, then again, you're going to need more recovery. And so I, I'm going to pick apart that study even a little bit more and look at some of the other corroborating evidence in, in Brad's chapter there. But it was it was just really great to see that highlighted, that training the same total volume in a week, the people who did it over three days versus six had better results because I really do try and get my clients more on that three to four day path instead of, you know, six plus. Yeah. And I think both of us used to do more back in the day, you know, maybe five to six. So it's always cool to see us changing these things. Well, I personally, I mean, the, the formative years of my pro career, I trained three days a week. When I was in pre-contest, then I would typically go up to four and, and I'm just spacing out. I'm, I'm having less, you know, less volume per session. So instead of maybe an hour, hour and 15 minute workout, it's more like 45 minutes because you're running out of glycogen and that calorie deficit and so forth. But but all good notes, man. There, there is so much to talk about here. Again, we could do a million episodes just on this part of it. But we're gonna we're gonna head into episode four, and we're gonna talk a little bit more specifically about types of food. So we'll see you next time in Contest Prep University.